And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you recall, I started a two-part sermon message last week, and I want to end it today. It's entitled, Lessons from the Palm Sunday Narrative. Amen. So we looked at one lesson last week. I want to look at the two lessons Two, two more lessons this Sunday, but I want us to read the Palm Sunday narrative from the book of Matthew. Amen. They're in all the Gospels, but I want to read Matthew's Gospel. Amen. Matthew's account. Matthew chapter 21, and let's read from verse 5. Amen. Verse 5 to verse 11. You remember when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, when he reached in the immediate vicinity of Jerusalem, he told two of his disciples to go ahead and get the donkey, we said we'll use the word donkey, let's we offend anybody, amen? It is a donkey and the young of a donkey. Amen, called a colt or the foal of a donkey. Praise the Lord. So it was two donkeys. You agree? How many donkeys there were? Two donkeys. So the pictures of Palm Sunday we've been getting over the, over the years is a wrong picture. There should be how many donkeys? Two donkeys. There should be a mother donkey and the young of a donkey, the baby donkey. No, that's the right picture. It's called the colt or the foal. King James chose to use the word ASS, but we'll use donkey for now. Amen? Let's read the Palm Sunday. Amen? So Jesus sent them, glory be to Jesus. Can you go to verse 4? He sent them forth for the donkeys. They came back. Amen. And we are told in verse 4 why Jesus had to go down to Jerusalem on the foal of a donkey. Mm -hmm. Starting from verse 4. I'll read verse 4 and you'll read verse 5 until we get to verse 11. Is that alright? Amen. Notice we're reading verse 4. We're reading from the King James Version. That which is on the screen. I know many of you have different versions. Lest we all sound like we're speaking in tongues, let's read from the King James Version. Amen. And many of you have the Amplified, the NLT, the Living. Pastor, I prefer the ESV. This morning we have the King James Version. Verse 4 is, all this was done, all this is referring to Jesus purposefully coming down to Jerusalem on the foal or the colt of an ass. Jesus, yeah, donkey, sorry. Jesus was purposeful. He was what I call what? Purposeful. Everything Jesus did, he had the word of God in mind because his aim was to fulfill the word. He didn't just live a cavalier life. He was strategic in executing the plan of God. And so Jesus knew Zachariah. 2,500 years before, sorry, 500 years before, Jesus knew Zechariah 9-9 had prophesied that he would come down the dusty trees of Jerusalem on a donkey. And he said, I got to fulfill that prophecy. Mm -hmm. It's 500 years, but because it was spoken by the man of God, by the woman of God, I have to ensure it's fulfilled. And so we are told in verse 4, as I read, you'll pick up from verse 5. All this was done, why? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, verse 5 is yours. The king cometh 
unto thee. Let me just tell you, since when you re let's, when we read, let's uh, re let's respect the uh, uh, punctuation marks. Amen. Is that right? if there is a comma, let's pause. Amen. Let, can we wait for one another? And some of you trying to get to the end. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Verse six is mine. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse seven. Praise the Lord. Verse 8 reads, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and destroyed them in the way. Amen. Can you see? Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Can you, can you read verse 9 again one more time? Can, you just, can we all read verse 9 together? Verse 9, 2, 3, and... Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved... Saying, who is this? Verse 11 is yours. Amen. This is whom? Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Amen. One man, or one man, <laughs> walked down the dusty streets of Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago, and the people shouted, save us. Hosanna. Save us. How many of you think, brothers and sisters, this is a good time for us to shout the same thing? Yes. Amen. The world is under attack. Yes. Amen. Chaos and destruction. What the devil is trying to do. You see, the Jews were experiencing the strong hands of the Romans. The iron fist of the Romans. And they began to cry for a man. The world is crying for a man now. They said it's Zelensky. Who will rise from the ashes and save Ukraine? Because the Ukrainians are saying, world, save us. I, I didn't mean to make that analogy, but since I went there. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? World, who will rise from the ashes and save? How many of you think that, that a man walked down the streets of Jerusalem? <laughs> Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, the prince of peace, the king of kings, the lord of lords, mighty warrior, lion of the tribe of Judah. He came with a salvation package because men needed salvation just like the world needs salvation today. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, and God heard the burden of humanity under the, beneath the iron fist of the devil. When Satan was cast out of heaven, he said to God, I'm going to mess up everything you have down there. 
and he did mess it up because the Bible says when God came, the world, the world was found in darkness, void, and water was everywhere. Oh, hallelujah. But God spoke the word and it brought order. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. The word made flesh is not here with us in person. He's at the right hand, but we got the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing, a son of soul. Uh, you know the verse, Hebrews 4.12, you know the verse. Hallelujah. The word made flesh is in heaven, but we got the word in our David said, thy word, Psalms 119, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do you not sin against God? You get the word in your heart. <laughs> it, is, it, it is easy. A, 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 a young brother called and asked, Pastor, I'm going through some challenges and, and you know, I've had that issue. He said, I've spoken to so many people. What do you suggest? The Holy Ghost said to me, Psalms 119, verse 11 and 13, verse 9 and 13. Are you with me? 119, verse 9 and 11. Since I have to believe the word of God, I said, if you put the word in your heart, Psalms 1, if you put the word where? Go back to verse 11, verse 11, verse 11. The Bible says you will not sin against God. You won't sin against yourself and you won't sin against God. You put it in there, it begins to grow. Mm -hmm. Your change will come. Yeah, change. One preacher calls it effortless change <laughs> all of a sudden sin becomes uncomfortable God, I, I didn't come here hey God now last week notice verse verse 21 sorry verse 4 of Matthew 21 we began looking at the Matthew's account last week and quickly I want to review our first lesson we identified from the Palm Sunday narrative our first lesson was that this is a time for the fulfillment of you remember that that's our first lesson our again our topic is lessons from the palm sunday narrative and since i've been asked i said god i want you to help me teach today because i listened to the last few sundays and i preached so hard <laughs> and i said god I, because you don't want the message lost in the preaching mm-hmm the preaching is okay, I love to proclaim, but there comes a time when that which is proclaimed has to be explained. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. So we said, verse 4 said, all this was done. Why? And we said all this is Jesus purposefully entering Jerusalem on a donkey. This was done that it might be what? Fulfilled right here. A prophecy was given. Mm -hmm. In Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Can you go to Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. I'm talking too fast. I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking of the amount of information I have to disseminate. But I'm going to take my time. Amen. If we don't finish today, we'll finish next. We'll finish 2023 Palm Sunday. I said. <laughs> Amen. Palm Sunday 2020. Hallelujah. So this is Zechariah. 
who prophesied of this event, Palm Sunday event, 500 years ago. And he said, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout. Rejoicing involves what? Shouting. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king cometh unto you. He is just. How many of you think that Jesus is just? He is just. Hallelujah. And having what? Salvation. We are told that he's also lowly. Anybody know what lowly means? Meek and humble. He's a humble individual. Amen. Amen. How many of you love people who are humble and meek? Amen. The Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes. Amen. When people are just humble and sweet and meek, you just want to take the world and throw at them. They give you less stress. They just, just they get along easily. You get what I'm saying? Just, just nice people. I see some of you just talking about meek and lowly. Some people are smiling. <laughs> because the word lowly alone is just so, yes, yeah, so releasing, so refreshing. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Amen? amen? Glory be to God. That's the way Jesus is. That's why the Bible tells us that he was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his fellows. He was a wonderful person to be around. Mm -hmm. He was, except when he come against the word of God. <laughs> glory. <laughs> glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. He took a whip. <laughs> hey, glory. The Bible says zeal for God for God's house consumed him. Oh, I wish that was how it was today. That zeal for the house of God would consume us. That he would take the doors down. I'm here to praise God. I've been praying God to give us that in the last days. Give us zeal for the house of God. Amen. Demons all over the place are shouting. Defund the church. Defund the church. Look, look, look. We're not the police. We are the church of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? The demons have to say that because they were afraid of the church. That's where praise and worship goes. And praise and worship paralyzes the enemy. So they have to shout whatever they're shouting. Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to God. So we are told that he's coming lowly, riding upon what? A donkey. And upon what? The colt of a donkey. The colt of foal. And it's that's translated the young of a donkey, which means the baby donkey. Since this is so powerful, so powerful. And what we're going to do, we've identified the first principle or the first lesson, and that is... Palm Sunday is a time, amen, for the fulfillment of prophecy. Oh man, I enjoyed that last week. I said for some of us, prophecies have been given to us. Don't you give up on it. Amen, don't you give up on it. God gave me a word for those of you who are saying, Lord, it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. Such and such was said to me. Such and such. You know, when I was 17, 18 years, I was told I would be a pastor. I never, I never believed it. Never believed it. I was 18, 19. I came from church one day and I was just excited, praising God. The spirit of the Lord was in the house. And a person just said to me, you know, one day you'll be a pastor. I said, oh no. I was just excited. That was when I was 18 years old. I have a word for you, for those of you who've been asking God. It is Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. The Lord said to tell me, tell me to tell you, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. <laughs> but at the end Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 Oh you need to hang on to that word 
Amen. For the vision is yet from an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. It shall not, it shall speak. It shall not lie. It shall manifest. It shall come to pass. Why? Because Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it? Right here. Hath he spoken it? And will he not make it good? And the answer is yes, he will. You hang in there. You stand there. And everything prophesied to you will come to pass. Oh yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't you worry. 500 years before, this prophecy was given. And it seems like nothing was happening. But one day. <laughs> woo, the man himself, who had to fulfill the prophecy, came walking down the streets of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. And let me tell you, last week we end on a verse. I'm going to touch on it quickly. I'm going to move because there are two things, brothers and sisters, that the saints in Jerusalem did to show that they really embraced Jesus Christ as the king of the Jews. There are two things they did. Two ancient things they did. I want to share with you this morning quickly. But we ended on saying, uh, there is a verse, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, for, for those of you who have been asking, asking about the prophecy, that's what we must do when we pray. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, Timothy told Paul, this I charge you, commit unto you, son, according to the prophecies, we ended on that verse last week, you remembered? Timothy, Paul told Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou may fight war, a good warfare. You remember what we did on that? Mm -hmm. The word war here means to contend with carnal inclinations. I, I needed to hear that very carefully because our first enemy is us. Mm -hmm. You will take yourself down in a heartbeat looking at yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So Paul told Timothy, your carnal tendencies. Mm -hmm. He said, you need to take care of your carnal tendencies. That's what he said. Your, your, your carnal inclinations, sorry, incl inclinations means tendencies and feelings and thoughts. I'm saying, don't let this take you out. Amen. You got prophesied over. It may be, you, we just said, God said, it will not lie, it shall speak. Every time the vision is for an appointed time. Until then you watch yourself in the mirror and encourage yourself. That's what you got to do. Encourage yourself. Don't take yourself out. Guard your carnal tendencies. Your feelings. Our feelings. Our emotions. Our thoughts can take us out. One of the most powerful prayers I prayed. And when I began to get the revelation of that it loosed me. I prayed God show me how you feel about me. Show me how you love me. Because I cannot, with my peanut brain, understand how God loves me. When I read Psalms 139, and in verse 1 he said, Thou know me. You've searched me. You know my uprising. My downsetting. You understand my thought. 
from afar. I said, God, you need to show me how much you love me. Release me. When I begin understanding how God <laughs> so happy when I get up in the morning. Glory be to Jesus. Hey, God, we give you praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I get up, I lift. When I get up, I exit the bedroom. I'm going, I need to lock the door before I wake up my wife. I say, Jesus, your boy is here. <laughs> I'm up. I'm excited about it. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, that's enough for me. When I think of how much the Lord loves me. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. So we are told here in, can you go to Matthew 21 verse 8 quickly? The Bible says, a great multitude, amen, as he was coming down to Jerusalem. That great multitude, let me tell you where it came from. That very same Jesus had healed, had raised Lazarus from the cross. Not from the cross. From the grave. And the, the, the noise began, the news was a noise abroad. And the crowd just converged. When they heard he was coming down to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Are you with me? The crowd came from everywhere. So much so the Pharisees said the world has gone after him. <laughs> and they're coming down Jerusalem with their king. And some of, them, some of them are saying today we are going to be free from the Romans. So they thought. <laughs> Today we've got a king that can stand up to Caesar. Uh -huh. And so what they began to do, the Bible said they began to spread the garments in the way. Uh-huh. And others cut down branches from the trees and shrug them in the street. That's what they began to do. Can you go to John chapter 12 verse 13. Let's look at John's account quickly. We'll get back to Matthew. Notice John chapter 12 verse 13. Notice Matthew did not say what type of trees. He just said they cut branches. I want to show you today. John said what type of branches. They took branches of what? Palm trees. That's why today is called Palm Sunday. That's why we have branches in front. The church on Palm Sunday. In a while we'll see what this signifies. This is an emblem. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. And so they took branches. Mm -hmm, and cried. What did they cry? Hosanna. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so for the very first time, the Jews recognized Jesus as the victorious and triumphant king of the Jews. And the reason why we know this is because of what they did. The very first thing they did according to Matthew 21. I'm sorry to have you going back and forth. Amen. Amen. Matthew 21 verse 13 said they began to take out their garments. Mm -hmm. Matthew 21, you got it? Matthew 21 and spread their garments in the street. I want you to see where that custom came from. Amen. That custom came from the Old Testament. When Jehu, I think it's in 2 Kings 9.13. Can you go to 2 Kings 9.13? Praise the Lord. For the very first time they recognized Jesus as the king of kings because they needed help. The Bible says when Jehu became king, then they hasted and took every man his what? Garment and put it under him on the top of the stairs and blew with trumpet saying, Jehu is king. The people knew the Old Testament prophecy. The Jews knew 
how you treat a king when he enters as a king. They didn't allow him coming on a donkey to distract from his worship. Uh, <laughs> uh, glory be to You got what I'm saying? It's an Old Testament, an old ancient practice to welcome a king into the king's city. Jerusalem is the city of the great king. And the great king is coming. Hallelujah. And they took out their clothing. That's the, that's the best you could do, your clothing? <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And allow a donkey to walk on your clothing? Oh, God, we give you praise. The second thing they did quickly, let's get, I just look at the time, was they, 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 what, they waved the palm branches. Amen. The palm tree has ever been an emblem of victory and triumph. Mm -hmm. It's been known. I don't have the time to get back in the Old Testament to show you, but brothers and sisters, the palm tree, I can show you how huge the judge under a palm tree in the Old Testament. She was a female. She judged on the, on the tree she decided to judge under was a palm tree because the palm tree is emblematic of victory and authority and triumph. So they took the palm tree and they began to wave to Jesus. Amen. Saying that he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. There was, a, there was an old Roman statesman. He was a lawyer, a scholar, philosopher. His name was Cicero. And he refers to anybody who won many prizes as a man of many palms. Amen. So during the games, if somebody won numerous medals, today we have the Olympics. He would refer to that person as a man or a woman of many palms. So, as I said back then, it was known, glory be to God, that the palm tree represents authority and triumph. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, they, were shout, they shouted before him as is usual in popular welcomes. Back then, that's how you welcome people. Amen. It was a popular way of, 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 of welcoming people who were in, in authority. Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, is taken from Psalms 118. Let's go to Psalms 118, verse 25. Quickly, quickly. Hosanna, Psalms 18, verse 125. Psalms 118, sorry. Verse 25, you got it? We'll do 25 and 26. Hallelujah. You got it? It says, Save now, I beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, send what? Send now prosperity. He brought the economy in it. He said, Save us and save our economy. How many of you need, how many of you would agree we need to pray that prayer today? Save us and save the economy. Not only of the United States, but of the world. And what the devil is trying to do is he's trying to engender a lot of chaos. That's what he's a mess. Because what he's trying to do, uh, he's trying to get everything ready for his antichrist. The world is asking for one man. On his stirring up mess everywhere. So the world can say we're looking for. That's what he says. That's what it's all about. It's always been about what the devil is trying to do. That's, all, that's why when Jesus came down the dusty streets of Jerusalem. I have to get ahead of myself. I'm so sorry. He came down the dusty streets of Jerusalem to fight a war they couldn't see. <laughs> hey glory. 
Glory be to Jesus. Because man is not your problem. What's your problem is principalities and powers. And God came. Abasata. <laughs> oh, they got disappointed because he didn't dethrone Caesar. But he dethroned the one influencing Caesar. The one whispering to Caesar. Oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God he came down the dusty streets of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And so they said, Lord, send what? Prosperity. Send it now. We need to ask God to send prosperity now. And prosperity doesn't mean money only. It means just doing well. It means doing well spiritually, financially, health-wise. Health-wise. That's the word, wholeness. That's what prosperity. He said, send prosperity now. We need our land healed. Too much injustice. That's why the Bible says he's just. He's just. They missed it. They, 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 they missed it the first time. The first time he came on a donkey. The second time they won't miss it. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Yeah, he's coming again. He didn't come the way you want him to the first time. Ah, but he's coming again. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. One of these days I'm going to, I'm in the process of crafting a sermon to show you how the devil is bringing the one world order together. While we Christians are sleeping, metaphorically speaking. I'm saying metaphorically speaking, he is amassing his forces. Are you with me? He's trying to bring the world leaders together. Now they're talking about cryptocurrency. It is, it is, they want to get rid of money paper money and they want to get a cryptocurrency it's a, it's a money where you can track and program it's a money where can they can decide what you can spend on and how they can spend it it is working at g7 they had it and they spoke about it in g7 and while the devil that is why i get so disappointed when i say christians behaving like babies now is the time primating to be filled primating is empty <laughs> oh, you got to know what's happening. We are so busy and the devil works on our bodies and get us tired. So we won't fight. But I've decided to be a watchman on the wall. I've decided to listen. Glory. I've decided to be a student. The <laughs> devil is a liar. Now is the time we take authority. There are so many demonic manifestations all over the world. People are saying that it's becoming more overt now. More overt. Are you with me? And Christians don't know how to deal with it. Because we pastors are telling them, you cannot tell the devil I rebuke you. You have to tell, look, angel Gabriel didn't tell Satan I rebuke you. God didn't die for angel Gabriel. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that was Old Testament. That's why we have a better covenant. Don't get me started here. Are you with me, saints? What about James 4, 7? Sanctify yourself. Resist the devil. And he will flee. How are you going to resist the devil? 
In my name. You shall live. Uh, yeah, people telling, and I, you know, I get me so irate. I hear these men telling, you cannot say devil, I rebuke you. Oh, respect Satan, a loser. <laughs> huh? The Bible tells us that Christ, God, God made a show of him. Triumphing over him in it. And it pictures the imagery of when a king is captured. In the ancient times when a king is captured, you cut out his right, his, his, his right thumb, his left thumb, his right toe, his left toe. And you tie him in a chain and he become a public spectacle, hobbling because he doesn't have balance. That's what they did to the devil. You want to tell me the devil is a liar. I cannot say devil, I rebuke you. Which Bible that is in? And the world is listening to that and they're sucking it up. People call and they say, I have so many demonic manifestations at my house. A lady got herself some, some type of a, some type of a gift with a, it is a, it is a, a white elephant from somewhere in the world. And that white elephant, she didn't know it was, it was, uh, that white elephant was consecrated to the devil. And somebody gave it to her. It's in her house. And everything in the house is in the air. A Christian, and she doesn't know how to deal with it. It really hurts me. It's disappointing. And the reason is, the reason why some of us men of God, cannot lead people here is because we cannot take people where we've not been yeah we cannot take people where we have and I'm not look I'm not putting down any preacher okay nobody has it nobody has it hundred percent correct I'm just telling you what I saw in the Bible the Bible says you shall resist the devil the Bible didn't say to tell the devil what Gabriel tell Gabriel told the devil the Lord rebuke you no the Bible say you have to open up your mouth and resist the devil and he will flee I don't know where I, I'm not sure what Bible to teach from but let me move on here let me move on here the Bible says the second thing they did the first thing they did to show Jesus was finally their king they what they cast their clothing the second thing was they wave palm branches. Amen. Then Zachariah said this. Now notice what Zachariah said. That a lot of the other, um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the other accounts doesn't say. Zachariah said, can you go to Zachariah 9, 9? And I don't want you to miss, I want you to, I don't want you to miss that. I never saw it, but I want you to, I want you to catch what he's saying. He said, rejoice greatly. He said what? Rejoice, rejoice greatly. That is not in any of the accounts. Except John changed rejoice greatly to fear not. <laughs> Ooh, I, I hadn't seen that. God showed me. I kept saying, where is rejoice greatly? It, and it means if you're rejoicing, you cannot be fearful. <laughs> so the definition of rejoice greatly is fear not. <laughs> oh, I've been talking and walking all week. Lord, what does that mean? Why can't I get it in commentaries? They pass that straight. And God said to me, son, the, the definition of rejoice greatly is fear not. My God, what a revelation. This is the time for us to fear 
This is my second lesson from uh, glory be to Jesus from the Palm Sunday narrative. Fear not. That's what Jesus told Jairus in Luke chapter 8 verse 50. And the reason why you know it's Luke 8 50 because the area code of Tallahassee is 850. Look, <laughs> I got to do what I got to do to, to memorize scripture. He said, he said in Luke, 8, in Luke chapter 8 verse 50, but Jesus said unto him, fear not. <laughs> Look at the definition of fear not. Look at the definition of fear not. When you see a colon, it's going to define or elaborate on what he means. What's the definition of fear not? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! Rejoice! Believe only! Believe only! And she shall be made whole. Not healed. Whole. She was dead. And Jesus told Nicodemus, Jesus is the word. The word told Jairus, if you fear not, Believe only. I'm going to reverse rigor mortis. You, you know, some, <laughs> oh God, I give you. Because you see, she was dead. Her organs begin to deplete. Right? Her heart, her lungs. You know what happens after death? Immediately rigor, rigor takes place. And Jesus said, if you fear not and believe only, I'll reverse rigor. <laughs> God, one word, I'll reverse it. I got to move on, Pastor. I got to move on. I got to, I got to move on. Uh, and I can work with that, you know. Because one of the reasons is he tells us to fear not quickly. I have an exhibit. He has a salvation package coming with. I had not time to deal with the salvation package. I have an exhibit. Let me, let me show you the meaning of saved, salvation. Or the meaning of saved, which is the root word for saved, for salvation is saved. I'm trying to show you what Jesus has in the package. Saved means to heal, to deliver one from perishing, to deliver one suffering from disease. It also means to make well, to heal, to restore to health, to save. Now that's where, that's what the church has settled for. It means to save. Uh-huh. And to keep safe and sound. The, 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 are you getting me, brothers and sisters? It also means what? To restore or deliver from what? Destruction and peril. It also means what? To do well in life. To enjoy life. <laughs> What did they say in Psalms 118.25? Send prosperity. Now, it means to be prosperous. All that is in the salvation package. That is why he said, fear not. Rejoice greatly. Oh God, I give you praise. It is not something Jesus is coming to do. It is something that has been done. And Elder Brenda, I've gotten so tired of telling Christians it is finished already. Because you hear them saying, uh, you hear them saying, Lord, can you be with us? As soon as I hear that, it turned me off. 
Can you? Be, I carry God. You're asking God to be with us. It means that your head and your heart are not in unison. Will you stop by here, God? Stop where? I brought you here, God. Look, we are the healed. Listen to me. We are the healed from whom the devil is trying to take our health. I am healed. He's trying to take my health. I'm not sick. No, I'm going through something. I am the healed. I'm fighting from the foot of the cross where there's victory and power and authority. I'm the healed. He's trying to take my health when I'm fighting him tooth and nail. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I got to, we have some, we have some other, but let me move on. Let me, I'm going to bring it to a close. I just, I, I just can't teach everything. That's why I said we have to continue Palm Sunday 2023. <laughs> I just showed you the. <laughs> they went to it anyhow. This is where it's used. The word saved. Luke seventeen nineteen, and he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, and thy faith have made you whole. That's the same word, sozo, whole. Romans ten thirteen. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. James five fifteen. It refers to healing here, and the prayer of faith shall save the saved. Sozo, heal the prayer of what faith shall save, heal the sick. It's all about them. I can go through it when Peter was sinking and he shout, Save me, Lord! Sozo, to save from peril and danger. Mm -hmm. Glory be to God from peril and what danger. How, how, how can you have demons flying pans and pots in a Christian's house? I mean, how. how how can that happen? Is the strong man in your house or not? Think about it, saints. That's why we can. That's why, since we cannot risk teaching the way we taught before COVID, because COVID is one of the ways the devil found to shut down the church. That's why he found out a way to. He's found out a way to shut down our praise and worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of us, are, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you if you're out there. I'm just telling you the devil has found a way to shut down the church's praise and worship, and he's working on it. He's not going to relent. And since if we do not take Martha's approach for the rest of listen, if sorry, if we do not take Mary's approach for the rest of the year, you will, you hear me, you will struggle the rest of your life. I guarantee you that 2022 is the time where you take Martha's approach. You sit at his feet and don't worry with the distractions. Don't you worry with the Martha's. Are you getting, they will come, but you sit at his feet undisturbed because you're building yourself for what's coming down the road. Oh, there is something else coming down the road. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I guess let me just jump to my last. 
<laughs> my last lesson. My last lesson to be learned from the Palm Sunday narrative. Let's go back to Zechariah quickly. Zechariah 9 9. He said, God, I give you praise. I give you glory. You got it? Just. How is he coming? He's coming. He's coming. This is how he's coming. Zechariah chapter 9 says he's riding upon a donkey and upon the colt, the foal of a donkey. He's coming on a donkey and he's sending a message to the saints in Jerusalem. We cannot risk missing. Are you with me? We cannot risk missing that message. When kings entered a city, the kings ride, they rode the highest horse. <laughs> they didn't ride an inferior animal. The, the king rode the highest horse. Then his military leader rode the horse next, the next highest horse. Then after his military leader, he had the horses ridden by other soldiers. Are you getting what I'm saying? After that, then you have donkeys. But he didn't ride on a donkey. He went lower and rode. <laughs> Some commentators said that the picture looks so silly that to see to see a king coming riding on a small donkey, his feet is dragging. <laughs> but he didn't come to impress men. No, 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 no. <laughs> he didn't come to say that I'm the highest and mightiest. No, 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 no. He knew who he was fighting. For he wrestled not against uh, flesh and blood. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Palm Sunday is a time for us to start being humble. It's a time for us to embrace humility. If you do not know, say you do not know. Don't, don't posture like you know. People know whether or not you know. Yeah. When you open your mouth, they know. That's right. Just say, I do not know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you say it again? Can you give me a second chance? Can you help me out? I, 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 I do not know about that. Since I tell you who I was, and I had to be dragged in the dirt to get that pride out of me. But I'm free. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm free. Thank God Almighty. Free at last. Oh, pride had me. Pride had me. You know what it took? It took sleeping on the floor. Almost homeless. Sleeping on the floor of an African. Yeah. An African on the floor gave me a rescue. Because I lost everything. The tears came from my eyes. Sleeping on the rug, they walked back and forth on all day. <laughs> I'm telling you, saints. You <laughs> oh, God, I give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. So the last lesson is, this is a period of time for us to be humble. Pull back and devour the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Pull back 
and devour the world. Because what's coming in 2023, since I guarantee you, God is looking for a remnant people to run within 2023. But he told me this week, tell the church to take Mary's posture. Are you with me? Do what Mary did. I remembered when I lose, when I lost everything, when I finally realized that what I came here, the education I came here for, I could not get it. I drove to SBI and I was sitting in the parking lot, SBI, and it was raining and the tears were coming down my eyes. And I heard, I heard a voice says, only one thing is needful. Elder, I've been a Christian for years. Never knew it was in the Bible. No, I know. Luke 10, 43, 42. That is what Jesus told Mary. Luke 10, 40. I didn't, I didn't know where it was, but I heard it. God spoke that and I looked around. Say it was raining. And here, pastor, I think I'm losing. I came here, I'm a total loser. And God spoke that word in my spirit. But one thing is what? That I heard it loud. It took me two weeks to find out where it was. Two weeks. But I was in church. Glory. Praise the Lord. Oh, the devil like us and no word. Oh, yeah, he likes. Get excited, but empty. Get excited. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 4, it says, by humility and the fear of the Lord. You got to see it, our riches, and notice the order, honor and life. You want to have life? <laughs> you want to have life? You want Zoe life? <laughs> By what? By humility and reverential awe for God. God is going to touch people's hearts. Riches doesn't just fall from heaven. You don't see them falling from heaven. No. It has never happened to nobody. And it's not going to happen to you. But he will put it in men and women's hearts. And they will favor you. Oh, he'll, he'll give you Psalms 512. He'll surround you with favor as with a shield. And men and women will just say, I just like you. And when they say, I just like you, I say, in my common Holy Ghost, common Holy Ghost. Work it out for your boy. <laughs> Woo, glory be to God. God will touch the, touch the hearts of men and women. And they'll give you riches. And how? They may give you a business idea. They may say, you want to be a partner with me? You don't have to do anything. Just be a partner with me. That's God. <laughs> oh, glory be. And all they need is your prayer, your power and authority. Let them take care of it in the natural. You take care of it in the spirit. Ah, God, I give you praise. <laughs> oh, because they are not aware, they are not aware that the victory has to be fought on the spiritual level first. They are not aware of that. You and I know that. So God touched their hearts and they come to you. And they say, I've been looking at you. You've been a good person. I'm looking for a partner. You say, That's me. I got power and authority over principalities, that demonic hierarchy given to us in Ephesians chapter 6. One, sorry. Amen. I got it. I got it. And so I'm going to take control over that. Yeah. While you take care of the natural business. I'll take care. 
Amen. Of the blockades. That you cannot see. Riches, honor, and life. The Bible is so specific. Look at the order. Riches, honor, and life. Cannot be the other way. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I'm talking about in this natural world. Amen. Some of us are so spiritually minded, we forget what's happening, what's on earth. Yeah. In this world, you need to have some money. When we talk about honor, that's what the Bible says. Riches, honor. Then, oh, then you can enjoy life. Glory be to God. <laughs> well, I haven't got time to work this right here. <laughs> Woo, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me read this last statement. The Lord reminded me to read to you. I was going to close it, but he said to remind us that victory for humans are all, is always fought on two different realms. The spiritual realm and the physical realm. The first entrance into Jerusalem was to strip principalities and powers. Principalities and powers. Demonic hierarchy. To strip them of their power and influence over human beings. That's what the Palm Sunday is about. Don't miss it. The first time around was to deal with the devil. Man is not the problem. It's the force behind man and women. Whispering to them. Yes, spirits. Can you go to Colossians 2.15 and we'll bring it to a close. Colossians 2.15, we'll bring it to a close. I have to pick and choose these days. <laughs> it says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing. <laughs> hey God, in it. That's what Jesus, that's what Jesus came down the dusty road of Jerusalem to do first. And Revelation 19 tells us he's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back to establish the millennial reign, his kingdom in Jerusalem. Amen. Can you give the Lord a praise and worship? Father, we thank you. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. 
Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m., and the morning service begins at 11, and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.